Welcome to the podcast of First Baptist Church of Robbinsville. Thank you for joining us. We trust that the teaching of God's Word will speak to you. Well, good morning, church family. It is great to be with you today. Uh, Happy Mother's Day once again to all you mamas out there. And I am so excited this morning to have a chance to open up God's Word together today. So it just never ceases to amaze me that God desires to speak to us this very morning. Um, That this is not just another day. It's not just another Mother's Day. This is a day that God desires to speak to us through His Word. So uh, incredibly thankful and humbled that we get to open that up and study that together this morning. Um, So this morning, I want to introduce you to a lady that many of you are familiar with. Uh, Some of you maybe haven't heard of her, but um, you probably, if you have heard of her, you probably have some thoughts about her. This is a woman who can be very intimidating. Some of you maybe uh, are familiar with her and you, you honestly, you don't really like her because you hear about her and she really is just uh, kind of overwhelming and and leads you to be pretty um, just nervous. Well, this woman is the Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, So if you have a Bible, I invite you to open up to Proverbs 31. And the reason I kind of start by that is is throughout years of talking to people, there can often be this sense when you bring up Proverbs 31 that ladies are just kind of like, oh, that woman. That woman who just seems perfect. She has everything together. She's like super mom. She never sleeps apparently. Like, Everything in her life is flourishing. She's doing all the things. I could never measure up to the Proverbs 31 woman. And so honestly, a lot of times people, women especially have heard that message and somehow they've gotten that idea of Proverbs 31. And so it's just one that, that maybe you really just don't want to look into. You don't want to think about it because it, it, it leads you with that feeling of just inadequacy and like I failed. And if we're honest, in, this, in our world today, that is a message that ladies hear all the time. Uh, all the time on social media, you are, you're taught to compare yourself. You're taught that, you know, whatever you're doing is not enough, that you're always inadequate. You're never going to measure up to these standards that whoever is setting. And that is a really crippling experience. And so I know for a lot of you, I mean, think about what happens when, when half of the, the world's population is just flooded with this message that you're never going to be good enough. You can't measure up. No matter how hard you're trying, it's not enough. That's crippling. And so sometimes we, we, we read Proverbs 31 as another one of those voices, and you're just like, I, I don't want anything to do with that. Well, my hope for our time this morning is that we will see that Proverbs 31 is actually meant to be a beautiful encouragement to you women out there. Not only for you women, but there's also some serious challenges in Proverbs 31 for the men as well. But I, I want us to hear this with just freshness And I don't want us to be overwhelmed by what we hear, but I want it to be heard from the heart of God himself, that this is meant to be an encouragement to you wherever you are, that you are okay and that we can continue to move forward together. All right, so we're going to be in Proverbs 31. Before we start uh, reading that and studying it together, I want to open up in prayer for us today. Father, I thank you so much for this chance that we have to study your word together and, and the fact that So many people, God, would desire to hear from you that they would give up part of their day to come and to allow us to study together. God, that's an amazing thing. I pray, God, that you would bless their efforts this morning and that, God, they would hear from you, that your word would speak to us. And I pray, God, that you would help us to read uh, this familiar text with an accurate view of your heart. 
Help us to be motivated and encouraged by it. Help us to celebrate the women in our lives as a result of what we read. And help us to see ultimately, God, that this reveals your character in a beautiful, glorious way. So Father, please open our hearts to understand this. If we are struggling in this area, I pray that you would just protect us from that and allow us to hear from you this morning. It's in your name we pray, amen. So Proverbs 31, how do we read it? Well, some of us approach life more scientifically, right? You're very objective. You like lists, you like facts. And when you come to Proverbs 31, that's a challenge because Proverbs 31 is a piece of art. Now, some of you approach life more artistically. You're creative. You see the relationships. You see the emotions of things. You see the connections of things. And you, can, you have the ability to read Proverbs 31 a little bit better than some of us who tend to think more scientifically. Because Proverbs 31 is not a checklist of what a godly woman is like. It's a poetry. It's an art. It is an attempt by someone to say, hey, I want to explain this woman, but I'm going to explain her not by these just dry statements. I'm going to explain her by all these illustrations and examples. That's what poetry does. Poetry uses all these metaphors and illustrations to make a point. But if we read Proverbs 31 wrong and we read it from this scientific, this is what a godly woman is, and you make a list of that, you're going to crush yourself. But if you remember that this is poetry, it's expressing a point, it's, it's communicating ideas, but not in a way that we often read and understand and think about it. So we have to, we have to challenge ourselves to see this a little bit more artistically this morning. Now the point, the big point of Proverbs 31, and we're going to look at it more towards the end of the sermon, but it's interesting in the book of Proverbs, we've studied a lot of the last couple of years, that Proverbs begins with this idea of the fear of the Lord. In the very first chapter, it talks about what does it mean to fear the Lord, And how does Proverbs 31 end in the final verses? It talks about the woman who fears the Lord. So as we get into this, before we dive into the specifics of it, we realize there's this umbrella idea to Proverbs 31, and it's talking about a woman who fears the Lord. One who's not terrified of God, but one who lives in light of the reality of who God is and says, I want to follow him because he is worthy of my life. He is worthy of submitting to him. Whatever he's asking me to do, I want to do it. That's the umbrella of Proverbs 31. That's going to go into a lot of specifics and very nitty gritty things, but that's the umbrella that we have to see it through. And when you see Proverbs starting with the fear of the Lord and ending with the fear of the Lord, you really see Proverbs 31 is this illustration of what wisdom looks like. This is all of the message of the first 30 chapters of Proverbs, and it's put into this human lady, and it says this is what wisdom can look like in a woman. And so ladies are actually given as an example of what does wisdom look like, what can it look like when a woman walks in the fear of the Lord and walks out this wisdom in her day-to-day activities. So a really beautiful thing that we don't want to miss. Also an interesting fact for you, in Proverbs 31, we're really going to study verses 10 through 31. And in light of that, as we're thinking about wisdom and the fear of the Lord, talking about art, this is written in a very artistic way. This is actually written as an acronym, right? So every, every single verse starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet, starting with the first letter all the way to the end. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and there's 22 verses in this chapter, and each one starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. That's very artistic. But it also communicates something. It communicates completeness. What does it look like to have a complete life of wisdom? That's what we're going to see in this woman. So we're going to start out in verse 10. 
What does it look like when we see the fear of the Lord being lived out in the life of a woman? So verse 10, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far more than rubies. So right away we see there is, there, there's this small group of women who are extremely rare and they are to be highly prized. Right? There's a lot of women in this world, but there's this small group of women who are ex- ex- exceptional and they're to be prized in a very unique way because they're very different. There's something distinct about these ladies. This isn't putting down other women by any means, but it's saying there's something particularly precious about this small group of individuals. Now listen to this. This is really cool. How does he describe who are these precious women? And he does it by this word virtuous. Now, your translation may have a different word. It may say noble or excellent. But those words, when it comes into our English minds, do not capture what this word means. This word virtuous really is a word that's used throughout the Old Testament, talked almost exclusively in terms of like military and warriors and bravery and competence. This is not, we think, we, sometimes we think of godly women, we put it in this box of this dainty, little soft-spoken, quiet, fragile woman. That is not what Proverbs 31 is talking about. It is talking about a warrior. Second Samuel, is talking, when, when it's talking about somebody who has this character of virtue, it says they have the heart of a lion. So Proverbs 31 says there's this small group of women who are very special. There are these women who have the heart of a lion. They are brave, they're competent, they're tough, they're warriors. Ladies, that's what God is calling you to be. Now, that seems really hard because there's other passages of Scripture. It talks about the gentle and quiet spirit and how does all this work together. These are not conflicting ideas. These two things can be fleshed out beautifully, and that's what we see in Proverbs 31, that this warrior, brave, heart-of-a-lion woman is also the same one who understands how to use that strength in a remarkable way. Because if we're honest, there's a lot of women in this world who we would say are tough, they're fighters, they're brave. They don't fit into this category. Because their toughness, their bravery comes from their own strength. That's not the Proverbs 31 woman. This woman who is tough and has the heart of a lion, she has it because she fears the Lord. Her bravery, her toughness has nothing to do with her physical abilities, anything like that. It is tied to this fact that she says, I fear the Lord, I trust him, I'm following him. I will courageously do whatever he's asking me to do. That's a warrior of a woman. And this proverb says that is a woman who is worth far above rubies. She is special. She's a fighter. So today, ladies, we're celebrating that that is what is true about all of you who fear the Lord. You are women who have this character within you. But how do we see that fleshed out? And so as we go through the rest of Proverbs 31, I want us to kind of break it down into six ideas. And that's a lot of ideas, I know. But there's a lot of verses here. And it's kind of hard to take art and bring it into main ideas. So we're going to do our best, and, uh, and this is what we're going to look at. But w- and when we look at these ideas, we are trying to understand what does this brave warrior woman who fears the Lord look like? What are some big ideas about how she lives her life? It's a beautiful story that has a lot to teach us. So here we go. You ready? Starting out in verse 11 and 12. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So the first thing we see about this brave warrior woman, she is trustworthy and safe. 
Now, when you think about this, if you think about being a man and you're trying to lead a warrior woman, that is super intimidating, right? Maybe you're more of a quiet guy and and that's just the thought of like, my wife is a warrior. I see that within her and you think, "I, I have no clue how I would try to lead her in the way that God would call me to. That can be a very intimidating thing, but here's the beauty of it. This husband is not intimidated He's not afraid. He's not backing down from her because he trusts her. Because even though she is a warrior and she is brave and she is completely capable, it says the the husband knows that she is safe. How does he know that she's safe? Because she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So what do we see about this woman? She uses her strength in a way that is trustworthy and safe. That is a beautiful combination. Because oftentimes we have ladies who, who they're, they're afraid to use their strength because they don't want to come across domineering or harsh. And other times we have ladies who are so strong, but they don't care how it comes across. Both of those are train wrecks. Both of those lead to disaster in relationships. And both of those don't lead to the, ful- the fulfilled expression of what it means to be this godly woman. Instead, here with her, we see this awesome balance that she understands her strength but she doesn't use that to threaten other people. She doesn't use that to control or manipulate her husband or those around her. Instead, she uses it for their own, for their good. This is a beautiful gift right here. And something that as husbands, we take far too often for granted. To have a wife that we can deeply trust. There's a lot of relationships in this world that don't have that trust. They don't experience that. The husband doesn't know if the wife really has his good in mind. And there's a lot of wives that know, I don't think my husband has my good in mind. That is not the beauty of this woman right here. Instead, we see her strength, but we see it under control. And we see it being used for the good and the benefit of others. All the days of her life. So husbands, I want us to remember this and think about this. As we hear the word wisdom, wisdom is not exclusively for men, all right? Wisdom is not even given more to men than to women. We really need to hear that and remember that. So when, women, when wives are given to us to be our helpmate, and God has given us this helper who is a strong, capable, wise woman, for us to ignore her wisdom would be absolute foolishness. If we take that mindset to and say, I don't need to listen to her, I don't don't need to hear what she's got to say, that is the epitome of a fool. To be wise is to say and to understand, my wife is completely capable. This woman has so much to offer for the good of our family and this community and this world. To suppress that or to neglect that would be unwise. So remember, wisdom is not exclusively or more given to men than to women. Women are strong and have much to offer, and we need to listen. Number two, she's diligent in all she does. And these are the verses in particular that if you start to make your checklist of this woman, this is where it gets a little bit, this lady. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it from her prophet. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arm. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. 
She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. These verses in particular could leave you feeling like I could never measure up to all that. If we were to put that down, we could say she buys, creates, gathers, rises early to provide. She invests in real estate. She plants vineyards. She's physically strong. She's perceptive and she plans ahead for the future. We could say she's the Martha Stewart of homekeeping, the Oprah Winfrey of international business, the Barbara Cochran of real estate investing, and the Coco Chanel of clothes making. And oh, by the way, she's a great wife and mother. Ladies, are you ready for that calling? This is extremely overwhelming if you read this and think, I'm supposed to be all of those things. Some of you think, I have no clue how to plant a vineyard and I don't want real estate. Remember, this is a poem. He is using some incredible imagery to tell us about the character of this woman who fears the Lord and is strong. And it's this, she is diligent in all that she does. She's not lazy She's not lax. She doesn't get distracted. She stays focused. She's intentional with the decisions she makes. She's diligent. But man, this can be overwhelming. So she doesn't use her strength to sit back and rely on others. And that can be an easy thing to think. You think, I'm a strong person. I can use my strength to control other people to get them to do what I want. That's not what this woman does. Instead, she uses her strength in remarkably intentional ways. She's diligent in all that she does. She's a hard worker. She's willing to roll up her sleeves and do what needs to get done. Some of these things, I'm sure, are outside of her comfort zone, and yet she was willing to take the risk and to do it because she knew if I'm walking in the fear of the Lord and I'm doing what he asked me to do, he will give me the strength to do it. This is brave. We read this like she's confident and like she could do all these things all the time with complete confidence. This is poetry. What's really important for us to understand is is that in different seasons of life, you're going to use your strength in different ways. All seasons of life are not the same. There's seasons where you're single. There's seasons where you're a newlywed. There's seasons where you're a young mom. There's seasons when your kids are older. There's seasons when you're an empty nester. There's seasons when you're a grandparent. There's seasons when you're a widow. You have all these different stages of life and they're all gonna look so vastly different. Don't feel this pressure of putting yourself into this box of being this woman and doing these things all the time because different stages of life are going to be different. And so she's capable and she's diligent. And in every season, she's doing whatever she's doing with diligence. But it's not all the things all the time. We need to hear that. So one season, you may work outside the home to help provide financially. One season, your work may be more focused within the home. One season, you have to be very resourceful because finances are tight. In other seasons, you have to be crafty and wise with your investments. All of these are different, unique seasons of life. But in every season, we see her being diligent. We see her using her time well. We see her being intentional in the choices she makes. And this is a verse that's been really um, just very special to me lately, and I think it speaks very well to the situation. It's Ecclesiastes 3.1. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So men, women, whatever season you find yourself in right now, enjoy this season and embrace it. That's hard to do. What's easy to do is to think, when this season's over, then I will be whatever. 
Once my kids are potty trained and can talk, then life will be this. Once they're old enough to take care of themselves, life will be like this. We spend so much of our time looking for this other season of life and God is saying, embrace the season you're in. So maybe right now you look and say, you know, I don't have a lot of time to just be pouring my life into other women because I'm really being maxed out at home. That is okay. The role you're doing at home is making disciples in a uniquely powerful way. Embrace that season. Don't put pressure on yourself to be more. Don't, put, don't feel like the season you're in is, is holding you from something better. God has you here. Embrace this season and be diligent in it. But a key thing that you have to balance in your diligence, and it's this principle that never goes away and you always have to juggle. You see this woman living with this balance of serving her home and serving the world around her. No matter if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you work 60 hours a week, you still have to struggle with this balance. And we see her struggling with that. She's providing and caring for the needs of her home, but she's also out doing things in the community. And this is a balance that we've got to strike because we can miss it on both sides. It's easy to become so focused on our career and the outside world that we really neglect our family and they suffer. But it's also easy to become so isolated and insulated by our homes that we never think about serving outside of our home. Both are damaging and destructive. That's why this is art. Because it takes artistic skill to balance and to do all of the things that God has brought before you. This is not easy. It's not easy to manage a home while also seeking to impact the community around you. And it's artistic because it flows and it moves and it changes. As soon as you think you find that balance, something changes and you're back to square one. That's life. But this woman is diligent and she continues to fight and she continues to seek that balance because she, she understands, I want to demonstrate God's character, and this is what God is like. God is intentional, and God is diligent. Now, verse 20 gives us the third point. She meets the needs of others. Very simple verse. She extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. So here you see kind of the similar idea that, that she doesn't, when she sees these people who are hurting, she takes action to that. What's really fascinating about the way that this is communicated, she doesn't just give something to somebody. Instead, she extends her hand. So when you read about this woman, she not only meets the needs of others, she does it in a relationally caring and sensitive way. She reaches out her hand to the needy. This isn't even just talking about finances. This woman meets the needs of others. Sometimes the need that someone has is a babysitter. Sometimes the need someone has is a meal. Sometimes the need someone has is wise counsel. But this woman has the eyes to see the needs of other people. It's very easy to become so consumed with our own needs that we don't have the eyes to see in others. Now, there's people in my life who I can have a lot going on and I can feel like I'm holding that well and they look at me like, what's going on? And when that happens, that is such a gift to me because you see this person cares so deeply about me that they can look at me and know something's off. That's what we see in this woman. She doesn't just give money because she sees somebody's obviously in need. She's perceptive enough to look and to care deeply enough about others to say, something's going on with him today. Something's going on with her and I wanna check into that. This is an incredible gift to have in our lives, to have women like that around us. She meets the needs of others. 
So again, she's not just looking to protect her own future. She's not using her strength to maximize her future. Instead, she's willing to share and to bless others in that process because her strength is something that's needed by those who are weak. And she's willing to share it. The next section, verses 21 through 25. She's not afraid of snow for her, for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. So we see this woman. She lives with a future in focus. For a very simple way, she's she's planning ahead for winter. You know, she's looking ahead for what is next. What is the next trap? What's the next pitfall coming our way? And how do I get ready for it today? Something, something I've learned that's just amazing about, uh, you know, typically I wake up kind of last minute, get ready, and I'm out the door. When you have four kids, you don't really get to function like that. And this has been a really fun thing that Jess has taught me so much. Every night when I'm ready to just chill out and relax, she's in the kitchen getting ready for the next day. And in my mind, like tomorrow, we can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. But she's able to look ahead and say, tomorrow's gonna be crazy because there's four little people that are gonna wake up and they need things and this is, the day gets going fast. So this wise woman, she's not only looking ahead for the next season of life, but she's thinking about tomorrow. How do I get ahead of tomorrow? She's not always playing from behind. Instead, she's thinking, what am I gonna do to change it so that eventually I'm not so overwhelmed by this moment that I can actually look ahead and think about what's to come? She's planning ahead for the future. But she does it in this awesome way. I love the ESV translation of verse 25. It says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Isn't that a great picture? Here's this lady. She's planning ahead, and when it comes to the future, she just laughs about it. Not because she's flippant, not because she doesn't care, but because she said, I am living in the fear of the Lord. The God who is in control of all things is over my tomorrow. And I've done everything I can to wisely plan for tomorrow. So whatever comes, it's okay. Think about how much that would change your day if you could think of the future and laugh. If you could look to the future with joy, not with fear, not with doubt, not with anxiety, but with joy. Think about how much more emotional energy you would have for your life. Think about how that would impact all of those around you if they're not feeling the weight and the pressure of what you know is about to come. So this woman in her strength says, whatever comes down the road, I will face that with the Lord. I don't have to worry about that today. What a great example that she gives us. She laughs at the future. The next point, number five, verses 26 and 27. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the way of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. So what do we learn about how this strong woman behaves in this situation? She speaks with wisdom and kindness. You see, this this woman understands that she has something to share with other people. It's not a pride, prideful, arrogant type thing, but she understands I've been through some of life. I've walked with the Lord. I understand what it means to fear him. And so there's times where she opens her mouth with wisdom and we are wise to listen and to heed the things that she says. 
But here's this beautiful balance. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. Do you know the law of kindness isn't even really a thing? (laughs) There's not some part of the Bible that's this is the law and this is the law of kindness. No, it's this expression to say, even when she speaks the law, what comes out is kindness. It's not anger. It's not meanness. It's not a harshness. She is kind. So not only is she wise in the things that she shares, but the way that she shares them is kind. Ladies, we are incredibly grateful for that. Because sometimes men, we like to look tough and words don't hurt me. But ladies, the way that you share things can be absolutely crushing to us as men. Because inside, we're still just little boys. But when you express your wisdom and it is met with this kindness, it is such a gift and a delight and a blessing. And you know what? It really models this guy who they said came and he was full of grace and truth. Jesus was full of grace and truth. And this wise woman in her strength, she communicates wisdom, which is truth, and she communicates kindness, which is grace. And it goes on. She watches over the ways of her household. So this is the idea that even as she is communicating wisdom, she's looking at every individual member saying, what does that person need? Wisdom isn't just this broad, here's the wisdom for all of you for today and go in peace. Wisdom looks to the individual. Wisdom thinks about the specifics of that situation. Wisdom, this woman is able to look at the individuals within her home and say, what do they need from me today? How do I speak in kindness to them? Because kindness even can look different from person to person. And again, she does not eat the bread of idleness. She had an idol with her wisdom. Some of you who have been through a little bit of life and have some wisdom to share, we need you to share it. It's easy to feel like, ah, I don't, I don't want to put myself in this place. They probably don't want to hear what I have to say. She's not idle in her wisdom. She is intentional to share it. So whatever stage of life you are at, you have strength and wisdom that you can communicate to others, and they need to hear that. One more point, the last one, number six, verses 28 through 31. Her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Ladies, it's really important as we come to this verse and we see kind of when I talked about how this is the culmination of all of Proverbs 31, that you understand you can never be these first five things we talked about on your own. No matter how hard you try, no matter how diligent you are, no matter how much you read about those specific things, you can never arrive there on your own. But the woman who fears the Lord, the one who says, my one thought of today is fearing the Lord, walking in his ways, serving him with my life. You know what? She becomes this woman without even trying. Proverbs 31 is not about you trying to become this woman. It's about you embracing and understanding I can never be her. But when I walk in the fear of the Lord and I use my strength in the ways that God has led me to, God will make you into this woman. And we get to watch you being transformed and it's a glorious thing to see. So now while this point is here and it's about the woman, this point is not really a call to the women. Men, if you've been checked out for a while, this is your point to re-engage. 
While Proverbs 31 has been about the women, now it comes to this point. It says, you know what? Men, children, ladies, we all have a role to play. She is worthy to be celebrated and to be praised. Now, guys, this is something that we fail to do nearly as often as we should. But men, this is something that we are called to take the lead in, to speak well of your wife, to honor her and to praise her in front of your children and in front of other people. Your kids need to hear you speaking well of their mom. But guys, sometimes we sit back idly and we're too passive. We don't think that intentionally. We don't think that deeply. And while I wrote her a card last Mother's Day, I should, I should probably be cool for the year. Come on, guys. Recognize the gift that you have and celebrate her. Not just on Mother's Day. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but maybe you would say, you know what, but, 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 but my wife... I'm not sure that I can really praise her in this way because maybe she doesn't meet all of this stuff and I don't really know what to do with that. Well, let me just stop and give you some encouragement for a minute. Do you ever think of the English word husband? Probably not. I never really had. Why are we called husbands? It's related to this word called husbandry. Do you guys know what the word husbandry means? What is an animal, animal husbandry? You're learning to care and to lead and to guide these animals, right? If you're studying animal husbandry, you're learning how to care for those animals. You're learning how to protect them. What does it mean to be a husband? You are called with caring for and nurturing and protecting and building up your wife. That is your role. One of the primary ways you do it is right here. How do you speak well of her? You know what? If we're real, and this, this phrase that this man says, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. You know what? Maybe our wives don't excel every other woman in every single area, but they do excel. So men, are we looking for the things that we can encourage our wives and say, you are excelling in this area. I'm so thankful for the work that God is doing and you're allowing him to do in your life. Speak life into her and watch what happens. But if she doesn't get that from us and we just sit back and pout, well, she's not the wife she's supposed to be, what do you expect? Instead, how are you nurturing and cultivating that strength within her? You do that by speaking well, but you also do that by freeing her to explore and to use the strengths that she has. Guys, sometimes we live so afraid of, if my wife pursues this thing, what's that gonna mean? If your wife is living in the fear of the Lord and she is following him with her life and he's asking her to do something that seems radical to you, listen and pray about that with her. Seek the Lord together on that. Don't have this arrogant thought of, well, God would never ask you to do that. He didn't tell me that. Come on. She is a strong warrior. Let her explore the strengths that she has and see how God will use those and continue to grow and develop her. Why would we expect children to rise up and to call their mother blessed if they've never seen others do it? It's not natural. And it's unreal for us to expect our kids to do that if we are not leading the way in doing that. But I also want to challenge women in this role as well. Because obviously not every woman is married. Not every woman has, has men who are speaking this to her. Every woman needs other women who are going to speak life to her as well. 
And sometimes that's the most appropriate thing to do in a relationship. Even if a man sees things, he's got to be very careful in the way he's complimenting and, and doing that. But wives and women, you can do this for each other. Have the eyes to see. There are women all around you who need encouragement. You're doing great. Keep it up. Press on. So may you be, be voices that speak life to other women around you. We all need those voices in our life. Young men, you have a role to play in this as well. Even though you're not married and you're not yet husbands, the way that you lead and interact with the young men, women around you is, is creating them and training them to act a certain way when they're older. If you're taking advantage of girls now and you're using girls for your advantage and you're not really concerned about what is best for them, you are husbanding them in a negative way that leads to their destruction and the pain of their future home. When you're 12, 16, 18, 25 years old, you have great power as it comes to the way that you treat other women in your life. Lead them well. Speak well of them. Encourage them in their fear of the Lord. So as we close up, as a church today, we want to stop and we want to celebrate and give thanks to the many godly women we have in this church family. So many women who say, I am going to walk in the fear of the Lord. I want to walk in wisdom. And we have the great joy of watching you do that. We get to see the beautiful, ornate wisdom of God being lived out in your life as you struggle through these things. And sometimes it's a mess, but you're continuing to track on through it as the Lord leads you. And we thank you for doing that. We thank you that we get to watch that and we get to learn about our Savior through your lives. Sister, I want to encourage you that God has equipped you to be strong in whatever situation you're facing right now. No matter how hard it may be, God has given you the strength to thrive in this moment if you rely on his strength and you walk in the fear of him. You are a strong warrior with the heart of a lion. Allow God's strength to get you through all that you are facing. So we applaud you, we celebrate you. And men, this year, this week, and today, may we speak well and celebrate the women in our lives. Take the time to do it. She's worth it. And she needs to hear it. More often than we think, she needs to hear it. And our kids need to see us model that life of thankfulness as well. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the chance that we have to study. I thank you for the beautiful complexity of your wisdom. That it's not simple, it's not straightforward, but it's this artistic masterpiece that you have created. And we thank you for the lives of godly women who live that out before us. I pray, God, that you would encourage them to press on. I pray that today they would feel celebrated and honored. I pray that if there are some who are hearing that and they, they know that I'm not walking in the fear of the Lord, God, may you in your goodness draw them into that life and may they see that following you with their life is not a scary thing, but it's a beautiful path that you will lead them through every step of the way. Father, thank you so much for this church family. Thank you for the generations and the legacies of faithful men and women that we get to see lived out before us. It is such a gift to be a multi-generational church, and I pray that you would continue to always keep us that way. Give us those faithful saints who have lived faithfully for, for decades. Give us those people in the middle who are struggling and, and fighting all the different tensions and temptations, and give us those who are new in the faith who are just trying to figure this out. May we lead one another well. May we speak life into one another on this journey. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
thank you for joining us. We hope that you were encouraged by the teaching of God's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about our church, you can find us at www.robbinsvillefbc.org or call the office at 828-479-3423. God bless you and have a great day.